It is yet another pleasant Saturday, and we are happy to be with you again on your popular radio talk show, NASCO Moments Radio Show. Do you know where your children are at this moment? It is no longer in doubt that we now live in a constantly evolving digital world. When we look at the phenomenal rate at which Information and Communication Technology, or ICT, is trending, we are not only left in awe, but we see and feel its impact and innovations on nearly every aspect of our lives. From working to socializing and learning to play, the digital age has clearly transformed the way people communicate, network, seek help, access information, and learn through a variety of means such as computers, television, and mobile phones. According to Statista, a global statistics company, there are approximately 76.2 million Nigerian internet users as of 2017, an increase of nearly 50% from the 2013 figure of 51.8 million. This no doubt presents a huge opportunity for growth in ICT as internet is the backbone on which information technology is built. What strategies are there for young Nigerians to leverage up these huge potentials to optimize job creation and service delivery? What is Nigeria's position in the global landscape in technology innovation? What are some of the areas in the ICT world that can benefit Nigerians? And what are some of the challenges facing the sector? On your favorite NASCO Moments radio show this morning, we will take a look at leveraging on the potentials and prospects of ICT to optimize job creation and service delivery. To answer these and other pertinent questions arising from this topic, we have invited Mr. David Aster, Director General, Plateau State Information and Communication Technology Development Agency, PICTA, to give us his thoughts and perspectives. I'm Hudu Gang. Stay tuned, and we'll be back right after this. Ever since I discovered the secret of Brightex white detergent, my clothes come fresh, bright and clean always. It's mild on clothes and good for my washing machine. Thank you, Brightex. Brightex detergent cleans deep stains and dirt from your clothes, keeping it fresh and bright so your clothes don't fade. It lasts longer. Brightex white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. Take the Brightex advantage today and keep your clothes fresh, bright and clean. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. It's David Dasser, it's a pleasure to have you on the NASA Moment Show. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay, so can you uh, just tell the listener what information communication technology, ICT, is all about? Okay, uh, that sounds like a difficult question, a basic, basic difficult question <laughs> to ask. Incumbent communication is done through technology, you know? so as against uh, traditional means of communication and all of that uh, is currently or incumbently is being driven by uh, technology such as phones and computers that computer have basically. So when computer is used to drive communication and information, that's just what the tools involved actually is what ICT is. Mm. Okay, as simple as that. Yeah. To what extent is it changing lives around the world? Okay, because it's changing, our, it's changing the way we communicate, it's changing, the way, uh, it's changing our lives, it's changing our culture. Uh, for instance, how we, how we used to communicate in, in, in those days is different from how we communicate these days. So technology is actually affecting our lives whether we like it or not. And it's not something of choice for us to think, to, to, to decide if we want to use IT because everywhere now is ubiquitous currently. And then 
our lives, our communities, the way we do businesses, the way we even uh, socialize with friends has been disrupted by it. So no one can say he's not affected by it in one way or the other. Yeah, so if, 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 if you don't want to grow, if you want, if you want to be a living dead, then you, you, <laughs> you do it with ICT. So it, it's like I said, it is a new life, it's a new everything now. So unless you want to live in the past, then you don't adopt ICT. Okay, so what are some of the potentials, the real opportunities that exist in the ICT world? Okay, a whole lot. A whole lot. And then uh, there has been discussion lately, uh, say, on a topic called uh, software as a new oil. Yeah, because uh, when you have a phone, you have opportunities to do anything you want to do in the, in the world. Traditional communication stifles you to a particular geographical location where incumbent communication in ICT makes the world a global village, makes you accessible, to, uh, access any kind of information you want to have in the world. So, access to information, the way we access information is currently being disrupted by IT. So, opportunities abound through that. Yeah, so, what it simply means is I can be here working for a company in the US, I can be here working for a company in Lagos without the geographical limitation as seen in those days when IT was not really a thing. And then also, disrupting our lives means it's giving us a new way of doing several things, which means new jobs have been created. How we market our businesses is being disrupted by IT, means new digital marketers are sufficing. How we even uh, share information is being disrupted, so we need new, new jobs have been created for. And so a whole lot of opportunities in the digital space mm. that have been created by this disruption. So as a professional in this field, and given your experience, do you think Nigerians are taking advantage of this huge market? Okay, so like I said, it's not a thing, of, it's not a thing to choose, or a thing of choice, or something you, you sit down, form a committee and decide if you want to adopt the use of technology or not. It is catching up with us, and unfortunately, I would say we are playing the catch-up game with IT, because uh, what is emerging technologies uh, here is already a technology that's already been achieved in developed countries. So we don't we, we, we categorize some technologies as emerging technology because we are, we are yet to see them. We are still chasing to see how we can implement such in Nigeria. But so far, our immigration system is automated, our banking is automated, even here in the Plateau State, our revenue our revenue collection process and numeration have been automated. Uh, well everything is going going automated. So I would say we are pretty, we are doing pretty well. Um, so, do we have the requisite skills to take full advantage of this era of ICT? Okay, so I, I, let, let, me, let me say this. That, uh, first of all, we have to look at ICT as an industry first. So, there are two ways to look at ICT. Either as an enabler of business, like what the revenue board is doing using ICT to, to reach out to a wider audience. And we also look at ICT as an industry, meaning we have a number of people who are working in the industry who are getting paid by what they do in the industry. You know. And so your question will be related to the fact that ICT is seen as an industry. And then we talk about the digital economy, which I think Nigeria is trying to position itself in that area. Uh, that can be cited from the nomenclature anyway, by naming the Ministry of Communication into Ministry of Communication and Digital Economy. The basic infrastructure for the digital economy is internet. Uh, so do we have internet? Yes. How wide is the internet? What is the coverage of the internet? Do we have people that are excluded from the digital bracket? Yes. So we can we can look at Nigeria. We can we can we can uh, kind of uh, score Nigeria on the number of people that have access to this uh, to this technology. So 
in IT, we talk about inclusion. How many people are digitally included? Because once you have access to a phone, you are connected globally. You have the same access to somebody in the United States as regarding information. So I would say, yes, we are not there yet, but definitely a whole lot of conversation is currently going on. And even if you can see, Plateau State being the first state to have an ICT development agency means, okay, we're well, even to the asset level, we're beginning to look at, see how we can have deliberate strategy on how we intend to grow ICT locally. Okay. It's the Nasco Moments radio talk show. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back right after this. Now fortified with essential vitamins and minerals. NASCO Conflicts, nourishing goodness anytime. Welcome back. This is NASCO Moments Show on radio. Our guest today is Mr. David Dasser, Director General, Plateau State Information and Communication Technology Development Agency, PICTA. We are discussing leveraging on the potentials and prospects of ICT to optimize job creation and service delivery. Now, um, can you tell us some areas in our national life where you think that ICT has been adequately deployed and positive results are being recorded? Okay. Uh, maybe I should, focus, I, should, I, should, I should give a little example in, on, on government digital services and also look at uh, on, on the social aspect. And the government digital services over the years, I saw the infograph about revenue collection of to state, free technology and post technology, extremely capable progress. You can see even, even in the advancement of technology, we keep recording more revenue collection. Just, uh, I think about 14 billion was collected, 12, 12 to 14 was, was collected last year. 16 billion. 16 billion, last 16.4 billion last year, and then a year before last year, about 11 or so. So you see, there is remarkable progress. And why do you think we have this remarkable progress? Because it's in the environment which, you know, is getting, allowing technology to reach the unreached. Is easing the process of payment. Because one of the one of the things technology is to provide convenience, and that is why technology is very expensive. You don't expect technology to be that cheap. So instead of me working to the bank, <coughs> I stay at home and pay. So how do I? Uh, pay conveniently. Currently, we have to look at how can we do bank transfer, sit in the comfort of your house, make a bank transfer to the state government account, and then your certificate is out. So that also is, that's how technology is coming in. And in the social sector, in the sort of social aspect, of course, it's changing our lives. I made so much in terms of uh, professionally through the use of social media to sell myself out to people. I've met friends, I've met new new family in code kind of yeah so it's changing our lives and then new jobs have been created like we said earlier on people young it means young guys in the garage can become millionaires overnight the world conventional you have to go to school graduate from have phd and all of that it's been disrupted a child can be in his garage develop an application and tomorrow is a millionaire we have a whole lot of students in the university that are paying their school fees it's a result of key into the industry so 
everything is changing. A person requires specialized training to benefit from the ICT market. Yeah. So you have to be trained definitely to technical things sometimes. Sometimes there are two ways I want to look at this: people who develop tools, IT tools for businesses, and businesses who utilize these tools to, to for effective reach of, uh, of their customers. Somehow you have to be trained on the use of IT or you have to be trained on how to build IT tools. So it depends on which part you want to as a user or as a builder, as a developer. So for people who are, so either way, it's a win for everybody. That, that's what makes IT really, really interesting. We have a whole lot of people selling their products via Facebook because Facebook is a community of people for more than one billion people. So, and the reach, of course, is enormous. And then for builders, I'm a software developer. I studied biochemistry in my university, but somehow I had to learn the IT skills to build software for companies. And so skills are needed either for using or for building. Okay. And you can make money either way. Yeah, either way. Mm. <laughs> Being an insider, would you say the right atmosphere has been created for young Nigerians to leverage on the gains of ICT? In Plateau State or Nigeria? You can start with Plateau and then move on to Nigeria. Okay, so one thing I understand about uh, regulatory agencies are that these are basically agencies that observe or monitor sector performance. So for IT, we have the Ministry of Communication. We also have NIDA. These are regulatory bodies. NIDA being? NIDA National IT Development Agency. So PICDA in Plateau State is like uh, a child to PICDA because our, our, our constituency is Plateau State while NIDA is national. So I would say yes. For those that, for, for places where I will have a no for, I will also say there are already conversations ongoing because Plateau State has actually paved the way for a lot of them. I've consulted for some states who want to have the same thing as PICDA in their states. Somehow, institutionalization, because when you institutionalize the thing, it means government is interested. Government is ready to gain funds into, into the industry. So, before PICDA, there was no form of any government uh, deliberate intention to build IT in Plateau State. With PICDA, it means it is not an institution that government is actually committed or interested in building IT. So, I would say, so far, like I always say, we're not there yet, but with a lot of institutionalization going on across all the states in Nigeria. And a lot of programs like what we are building in Plateau the institution means we are funding to have programs to actually inspire people to come into tech, to actually have a lot of role model, which is what we are missing currently in Plateau State. And then at national level, we are getting the backing from the ministry, we are getting the backing also from NIDA. Currently, like uh, some women are in Latvia undergoing training, so it's, that's training is sponsored by NIDA. And a whole lot of, we have code Plateau in Plateau State, which was, which went like wildfire, when it started, a lot of interest in IT for the first time in my life. I saw a program being plateau people interested in a program without any form of stipend being given. And that's what interest is there, and then the policy is there to actually help the growth of IT. So we are we are pushing somehow, and then the, the platform, like I always say, internet is a basic, is a bedrock for digital economy. So how do we get internet to my village in Kagu? You know, because currently people in Kagu are digitally excluded. So how do I get internet there? Is how we measure the performance of IT penetration in Nigeria or Plateau State. It's some years to come, mm. but so far for now there is no mm. no IT penetration. Yeah, no so we still have a long way to go then. Yeah. All right, it's the Nasco Moments Radio Show. Um, we're having an interesting discussion. Join us again after this. Ah ah, Mama Shakara, this your shabby city shine on, and now don't fade. How manage? Ah, my sister. 
this white detergent, oh, bright text detergent, not the fade cloth at all at all. And if they wash cloth clean, well, well, it gets power to come out all the nyama nyama stain and dirty no matter how it be. You not go chop and so? No, you know the chop and do. And it's good for washing machine too. Eh? Mama Shakara, me too now bright text detergent I go to use to wash all my clothes now so that I go to shine, shine and scent, scent and make Shakara like you so. <laughs> Brightex White Detergent, a quality product from NASCO. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. If you're just joining us, this is the NASCO Moment Show on radio. Our guest is Mr. David Dasser, Director General, Plateau State Information and Communication Technology, Development Agency picked up. We are discussing leveraging on potentials and prospects of ICT to optimize job creation and service delivery. Now, let's talk about your agency. Now, practically speaking, how has it facilitated job creation for the teeming unemployed youth in the state? Okay, my agency is still young. Um, let's say a year or so in the uh, in the office. And then, if you check the bill properly, there is something very interesting about the bill that it stipulates the need for the creation of an ICT innovation park in Plotsky. Right? So, if you're going to build a park, we want to understand what are the basic requirements for achieving an optimum digital economy. So, what are the talents? Secondly, we need policies to be on ground that also support these talents. Of course, we need internet. We believe that policy and talent will create market. So we're generating to also we call market innovation, the innovation park. Build a mega city, put internet or drive internet traffic towards there. Have power there, which are the basic things we need. But then we need talent. Because what we're trying to do is to say we can drive companies from Lagos to come to just as their production center. Because I often I've often said Plato State might not necessarily be a market to consume IT. Market to build. So why do I have to pay uh, one million or five million naira for a small shop in Lagos to have four developers and paying for five hundred thousand naira each as a young startup? Is it really sustainable? No. But what we are trying to say is, okay, if you come to Plateau State, uh, the shop is going to be very cheap for you. You already have internet, of course, let's say four G, and you already have the talent. So it's a drive towards having actually our young people employed. Because if a company is coming, is relocating from Lagos to Jaws, it needs to employ from here. So that's why I say talent is very, very important. Secondly, of course, internet and all of that. So that is one. Secondly, and, and that is why basically we focus on building talent first. So we're in that first phase. The ST policy will be out soon. So while that policy is out, a way of in the policy is to place that an ICT innovation park will be created. And then we want to have readily available talent so that when these companies begin to come, these talents can be employed. Yeah. Uh, since your uh, assumption of office, what role has ICT played in enhancing service delivery for MDAs in the state? Oh, sh- <coughs> okay. So our agency is seen as startup efficiency, basically. So before coming on board, it was a normal. Pro- it is. It is a practice in government that a particular IT deployment can be can be purchased multiple times. So, without a regulatory body or an agency that oversees how IT is being deployed, it means I can buy a mouse, for instance, Minister, Minister of A and Minister of B buys the same mouse. So, what happens? Why can't we just share? Since I already have a mouse, why can't I just. So, who owns IT products? The agency owns the IT product. So, that way, it means every agency that requires whatsoever, 
write to the agency and the agency say okay if the agency doesn't have that is when you can go into procurement or try to get uh, some sort of way to have it developed but with the agency on board it means we have we have an audit of all the ICT infrastructure and deployments the state already has acquired over years we know when we need a new thing and when we don't need it. Before we come, before we, before we came on board, it was like, okay, I need this, I do without actually fact checking if uh, this government already or an MD already has, that's one. Secondly, we've, we've been involved with a lot of things. We check our website now, it's kind of uh, rich with information. A lot of documents are now online. Once you begin to, once, once you ask a document, it's available to online for you to download. So information, access to information is becoming easy now by the citizens. And of course, we 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 were part of a whole lot of uh, deployments regarding uh, the Siftas grant by World Bank, which was actually based on a whole lot of activities on ICT, like for instance, publication musicals on information access. We've, so far, we have e-procurement now. We have producer liability standard published online, you know, and then. The revenue board, we are, in the revenue board, we are disrupting a whole lot of things in terms of service delivery. Like I said earlier, we're going to be having SMS. You can just use your star 737 to pay tax. So it makes it we easier. We can't wait to see that happen. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this, these are things that are going to be mm. available. Like, this I mentioned, the only thing that I get to, that's yet to be available is the revenue board, the innovation we're bringing to revenue collection. But every other thing, so like, go to the website, you see all the information you need. And then we also have engagement with social media. We have heads over people complain about certain things. Mm -hmm. We are, we serve more like the heads of the government. We quickly call uh, the, uh, the agency in charge involved. We a whole lot of conversations. Citizens are getting the feedback they require on social media, especially on Twitter, which is usually the, the place find crazy people. <laughs> so we try to keep that. <laughs> All right. Can you share with the listener the major challenges facing the ICT sector here in Nigeria? ICT is funding. You need money to drive IT. IT is expensive. One. Even agencies of government that are created to, to be responsible for IT without funding, trust me, they cannot do enough. You know? Because like I say, it's a new world, it's a new opportunities for us. And then if there is no major strategy on even if government putting funding into IT, how it covers its money or it helps governments to to avoid wastages, you know. So funding is one key. You see, in those days we talk about entrepreneurs, these days we talk about startups. Because incumbent innovation has been driven by technology. ICT, for instance. I always say ICT is what our parents call it, but we call it tech. So we're searching it as ICT tech. So uh, when, I talk, when I say tech, I'm actually referring to ICT. Technology is driving innovation. And so you see the likes of, uh, and what makes a market really successful, a business really successful, is the number of audience or customers it's able to reach. Technology is disrupting that. So companies, young people that come up with innovations such as this, require funding to actually scale up. We've seen a lot of startups failing, especially in just. Why? Because we do not really have the readily investment market. We do not have people, our rich people are not investing in the young ones, especially when it comes to IT innovations. It's seen as IRIX business. Even banks are not funding because IT is IRIX. Except for recently that IT was added into uh, CBN, creative, whatever, loan, which we push at the federal level because IT is an ingredient, is the current ingredient for any sustainable economy in the world. So funding is one. Secondly, innovation, which has to do with culture. Innovation makes life really, at start, innovation makes us uncomfortable. It takes time before we feel 
the juice or the benefit of these innovations. But somehow, I think quite that first time when innovation being introduced, I said, no, we don't want this. Look at what's happening with IPs currently. Uh, so we have that cultural part fighting against uh, the advent of technology. You complained about internet and internet penetration. Is the funding the reason why we don't have good internet penetration? Okay, well, I, I was talking some days ago. It happens that if you go to Lagos or Abuja, you see more than the regular telcos. You have smiles, you have spectacles, you have so many. There is this because the market, it, there, is a, there is a data insight that shows that there is market. So even me, as a certain if I, with, let's say, a billionaire, I could just, okay, let me come to Plateau State and set up uh, an internet hub, let's say, in Kwaman or wherever, because I know there's market to consume. I'm a businessman. So I, somehow I need arrow, I need a return on investment in, into this field, into this business. So what is the insight about Plateau State regarding data consumption? It's where the problem has been. Because uh, if, 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 if you look at it critically, you realize that even people on social media living in Jaws will always say they are living in Lagos. <laughs> yeah. If you go on Twitter, I see a lot of people like say, come on, you are not in Abuja. Why is your location already in Abuja? Change it back to Jaws. Mm. That's a basic insight. Government cannot do magic about these things. Because business people are interested in return on investment. So we're not using enough... Yeah, internet in the states. That's uh, no, we are using a lot of internet, mm. but we are not showing that we are using internet because we are hiding under locations. Okay. Our locations will have been just if you're on Facebook, on Twitter, make sure location is just. Okay. We want to have that insight coming from like this state. Interesting. What are your last words, briefly? Well, I said earlier about innovation being uncomfortable at first, but I really feel over time it becomes better, especially in civil service. I think one of the people that will not allow you to innovate is civil servant. If civil servants can just allow this into but technology is not going to keep up from anything. But I will mention that also everybody should also realize that somehow, in the presence of innovation, it requires a, a new workforce. Which means that, that that's, that's basically the fear that once innovation comes, a new workforce will be required, so I'll be, I'll be left out. So it's easy, acquire the skills. It's very, very easy so that you remain employed. That is just basically it. So uh, everybody should go for skill acquisition. IT, whatever it takes you, just be technically savvy. And go with the world. And go with the, the world. world is going. All right, Mr. David Dasser, thank you very much for being on the show thank this morning. Thank you very morning. much for being here. I have been speaking this morning with Mr. David Dasser, Director General, Plateau State Information and Communication Development Agency. I hope this discussion on leveraging on the potentials and prospects of ICT to optimize job creation and service delivery has been enlightening for you. We end the show here. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash group or on Twitter using the handle at NASCO Group. You can freely send feedback on any aspect of the NASCO Moments radio show to the email info at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. This week on the NASCO Moments trivia, the question is, which federal ministry was recently renamed upon the commencement of President Buhari's second tenure? What is the name of the minister assigned to the ministry? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777 and include your name and location. Last week, we asked you where Namibia is located along the Gulf. The answer is the Gulf of Guinea. Our winners are Peace Kumfi from Mangu and Haruna Duchi from Duchi. Congratulations. We'll call you and tell you how to claim your NASCO gift baskets.
The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO. It was created by Unimark Limited Marketing Communications Consultants, Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department, Producer Harun Audu, Research and Content Development, George Palm and Harun Audu, Production Coordinators, Solomon Audu, Malau Silvanus and Alex Ruben. I'm Hudun Gyan. Join us next Saturday for another inter- interesting edition of NASCO Moments radio show. <laughs>